the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. Caroline. No one can do it quite like Caroline. It's time for Caroline. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Hyper Caroline Hobby. I am your host, Caroline Hobby. I know music, I know people, and I know the questions you want to ask. So let's get hyper. Heads up, these are adults having adult conversations, so there could be adult content. And I have Cree Harrison joining me this week. I'm obsessed with Cree. I've loved her for like 10 years. I've known her in Nashville for over a decade. She's an angel on earth. She has the best voice I've ever heard in my life. I really mean that. She's so good. And her story is incredible. She got second place on American Idol in the midst of a lot of other amazing things she's done, which she just released new music, too, called This Old Thing. And it is so good. And I got to hear the whole EP, and I'm telling you, the whole album. She made a whole album. It is knock your socks off good. So get excited, world, because Cree Harrison is here, and I cannot wait for you to hear everything she has going on. Welcome, Cree. Okay, Cree Harrison. Hi. Sitting here with a fabulous Cree. <laughs> we must note this is round two. Yes, it is. Which is exciting because <laughs> I just like hanging out with you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I love hanging out with you. Good. I know you are so busy though, and have to tell everybody what happened. Okay. Cree's a badass. And I was like, Cree, can I interview you? And she's like, Yes. And she's got all this stuff going on. She's releasing her new album. She's like so incredible. We did this interview. It was so fun. It was. And then I didn't record it. <laughs> I just think that we were having too much fun and, and that led to not realizing that we weren't recording anything which is fine with me Round thank two. god you're cool though i mean like <laughs> so many people would be like hell no i'm not doing another interview with you i think it was fun get out my hair <laughs> no i don't care get in there get in all of the hairs get in your hair oh which you do use dry shampoo yes literally just put some of my hair and you have dark like five seconds now. ago i do i'm sure some of it looks like witch hair no i think dirty hair is the only way to go is get that body curls better stays better do you curl your hair i do a little bit yeah looks really nice your hair looks really nice i curled it for you oh snap i tried to do myself up a little more this time i was like i'm gonna you curl my beautiful. hair for cree you always have good hair you have good yes hair. i know Let's okay so round two yeah. and look it's recording i see numbers happening your microphone's rolling it is you have a quieter voice than me i do you have a very yes, I do. You have a very quiet voice. Okay, so um, this is cool. I just am holding this People magazine right now, and it's called The Best of American Idol. And, oh, wait, I'm going to open it up. There you are, Cree. <laughs> because, wait, oh, yeah, you were runner freaking up on American Idol. I was. It's, a, it's funny because when people, they'll see me out. It was actually yesterday. Somebody was like, were you on The Voice or American Idol? And I always say Dancing with the Stars. And they're like, <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I lost Dancing with the Stars. Dang it. They don't, they, it goes right over their head. Oh. They're like, they, you were in my living room. I just don't know why. But you were there. But you were there. I don't remember. Well, you did do some dancing on American Idol. I did. You have to learn those moves. <laughs> well, yeah. Do you do a lot of spirit fingers? Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Yeah. Do they call them jazz hands? We do. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I, was, I know you know Kelly, but we were. Pickler? Yes. We were. Um, back for the finale and they made us line dance which was hilarious you and kelly or oh everyone? yeah everyone we did like a country medley well i watched the finale it and was... you all wear white and you come out and 
Mm-hmm. It's like amazing. All the people who have been affected by American Idol. Yeah, like the Idol family. It was really, it was honestly like a high school reunion. It really is an Idol family, though. Mm-hmm. It is. I know. Do you keep up with your cast? I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, you spend so much time with these people. You become really, really close to them. I mean, I adore everyone that was, you know, my top ten after the show ends, you go on tour together, you know. How's the idol tour? And it's you guys fun. are the only one top five females, right? Yeah. Yes. We we made idol history. It was awesome. It was genuinely like at Estrogen Fest. There was so much Did y'all's periods all link up? Probably. <laughs> Actually, yeah, for sure on tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did. How was that? The um, idol tour. It was fun. I mean it was um, you know, fast paced. I mean, I feel like that in the show, I had to like center myself and rather than be tired and, um, you know, I had to like take every minute in cause it was just so fast. Were you conscious of taking it in? Yeah, I was. I think being here in Nashville for so long, I realized that like you know, shit happens so quickly, comes and goes in the good or bad ways. It and if last you, forever, no. So if you like, you have to just stay in the moment. Being here, yeah, being here for as long as I did, I think that helped with my So you, okay, so mentality. let's start at the beginning. You grew up yes, in Texas. I did. And you always knew you wanted to sing. Yes. Starting from like 10 years old, you were doing competitions. You went on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Yeah, well, I, I sang at every freaking local event in Texas that you can possibly imagine, from, like, churches to rodeos to festivals, Opry's. Um, and then a friend sent in a videotape of me uh, opening for Percy Sledge or Wayne Toops, one of those. Um, and Rosie O'Donnell was like, hey, we want you to, to be a part of, you know, our talented kids segment so someone just sent that in yeah and then she like scooped you up yeah I came home from school and my mom was like so you're gonna be on Rosie O'Donnell we gotta pack our stuff and I was like what what do you mean but Rosie you kinda, O'Donnell did you kind of feel like okay cool oh yeah I was fucking pumped you were ready yeah absolutely yeah okay so you did the Rosie O'Donnell show mm-hmm. and then you also I thought it was cool you played the Apollo thing I that did. Was, that was a big yes. venue. And that was a talent uh, show for you? Uh, mm-hmm. What was that? It was fun. How old were you? Ten? Like that age? No, I was eight. Oh. Then that was before. I know. It's dumb. <laughs> I, mean, I was an infant. Uh, but you could already sing when you were that young. I mean, literally, it's the only thing that I know how to do right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, Grace. You uh, do so many things I know, right. I know, I know. Like my hair. <laughs> like your hair. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, seriously though, I've known forever. I mean, we were talking about this last time. Like oh, the first interview we tried. The first interview. <laughs> <laughs> you were. No, I mean, how crazy it is. I mean, you've known for your whole life that you wanted to be entertaining. In- entertaining and but big. I didn't know singing like you knew. And mine yeah. is not singing. Now I've realized through yeah. singing, it's hosting. But you knew yours was singing. I feel like when you, well, we have that in common whenever you grow up and you're just like wanting to be creative in every way. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't start writing till I was 14 and, uh, that was another outlet for me. I think that you just realize that once you get older, but yeah, it always stemmed from me performing for sure. And we were talking in the first Mm -hmm. interview, but I think this is such a great point (laughs) that we talked about when you know your passion, like when you are born 
knowing uh-huh. why you're waking up and knowing what you're meant to do on this earth. Like that's a really amazing thing because some people kind of wander and they never figure it out. I know. I know. I always, I, I feel for that because I could, I could not imagine not knowing and then also not being able to pursue music like it's I have. Your love. Yeah. I live, eat and breathe music. In every way. I feel like some people think like chasing passions is exhausting. Like, oh gosh, I could never do that. That's so tiring. It'd be more exhausting to not. That's how I I feel. Yeah. That's more draining to me. Because at least you know what you're chasing and why you're chasing it. And every little thing is just a little step forward. Right. Totally. No, I agree. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you got to Nashville. You had a, you had Rosie O'Donnell. So that kind of like got you into the public eye. Yeah. Which got you noticed by Lyric Street Records Mm -hmm. when you were 10. Yeah. And that's like a label that Rascal Flatts got started on. Shadaisy. Shadaisy. I love Shadaisy. And then they signed you at 10. Yeah. So talk about that. As a 10-year-old now working with a major label record deal. That's a big deal and kind of overwhelming. But probably not for you. No, I mean, I was just like, where do I sing? (laughs) Where do you put me somewhere, whether it be the studio or on the stage? They were so great with me. I mean, for working with a child, I thought. um, I mean, even though I was never like one of those little annoying kids running around, I've literally been this same adult, chill person my whole life. But Because you're only 25. Yeah. But you feel so wise. Like you do, you have a, just a constant calm wisdom about you that I did not have at 25 and I probably don't have now. Yes. Okay. No, you are really? just so chill and calm and like you just like embrace things. Yeah. You have to. How do you know that so young? Um, convincing myself that I don't know anything that, that works. I think what do you mean? like pretending that you know, everything is not in your favor. So me admitting, saying, I'm going to learn something every day. I don't know shit. That's my mentality. <laughs> but how did you get that? I don't know. I think my, my parents, probably. Yeah. yeah. My mom very was very wise. Well, yeah. I'm a humble person. Yeah. Speaking of that. Okay. Humble and kind. Can oh. we talk about that freaking song? <laughs> I just segued hard. Cry. But Every time. It's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. I want, I mean. Tim McGraw. Whenever you think about. This is where my head went. Like eventually, even like playing the song for my niece or something. Yes. My my kids, I'm just, they're going to come out and I'm just going to c- continuously play them that song. It says everything you need everything. to say. Everything. It's the perfect lyric. It's the perfect lyric. Lori McKenna, everyone. Lori McKenna, humble and kind, Tim McGraw singing it. And it's it beautiful. is the best, I think it's the best song I've ever heard. Yeah. But yeah, so that mentality, my parents definitely like embedded it that in my head my whole family like my sister is you know Lacey yeah she's amazing she's the same way yeah yeah mother of the year oh yeah the years the years <laughs> so you had your record at Lyric Street and at that point yes your family uprooted from Texas and they said yeah. okay we're gonna move with you to Nashville yeah well the day we got the development deal offer um it was kind of it was just kind of emotional like me and my Mom both were crying. It was like, I told you this last time, like our Judd's moment. <laughs> like we were <laughs> literally like making fun of each other of how um, similar it was. Because we, like she didn't sing or anything, but we were definitely a dream team. Like she. She supported you all the way. Oh, all the way. She took me everywhere. Um, you know, made sure that I still wanted to do it every day. 
Like she wasn't a stage mom. She just was Hell supporting no. your dream. Yeah, for sure. How cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So when it them. happened, it's just like overwhelming. So the family is, I just think it's so cool that you had a family that was like all about your passion, like yeah. that believed in that stuff. Cause some people would be like, Oh, we're going to just stay here and you can go do stuff. Maybe when you're no, out of high school, yeah. When you turn 18, do yeah. what you want. Yeah. No, they, I mean, I feel like too, it brought us closer together. Mm-hmm. If anything, like our family, um, and also, well, you know, took us out of, you know, a, a smaller town and, um, in a, in the best of ways, you know, my brother got to see snow yeah. and big tall buildings and, uh, we got to travel together and yeah, it was a, it was a good opportunity for everyone, I think. So you have an older sister yes. and an older brother mm-hmm. and a little brother. And so there's four of y'all. Yes. Okay. The third of four, which makes so much sense. Cause You're I'm the third of four. Cause I'm like the, what's the word? Not the, the, uh, I don't know. The, the calm one, like the referee. Is like, that what the third of four usually I think, is? I don't know. I think that that's the reason why I am the way I am. Like I'm very calm and will defuse any sort of situation because I've had, I've been in the middle of both sides. Like you need to calm down. You need to sit down. <laughs> so <laughs> never, you're never causing the, the, oh, I the probably, drama. I definitely have, <laughs> but yeah, no, most of the time not. Okay. I love my siblings. You know Lacey. Lacey's awesome. She's amazing. Yeah. So she moved here with us. You, it was just you and Lacey and your parents. And my little brother. And your little brother. Yeah. Everyone else stayed in Texas. Um, well, just your one older brother, I guess, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he stayed. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, she... What was she doing at the time? Lacey fell in love with Nashville. She did. Yeah. Yeah. She did. She had a, a, a baby 14 years ago. That's crazy to think about. And you about. helped raise, like, help, not raise, I guess raise, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, no. Well, yeah, tell basically. Tell back and forth. Yeah, yeah, I'm going, like, back and forth. So your record deal fell through. It did. Well, I basically, I mean, we butted heads for a while. <clears throat> um, even then, I knew that I didn't want to do, like, pop country or. Mm-hmm. You and Lyric going, butted heads. Yeah. And not in a bad way, just as a, I don't, I wasn't going to do that. Like, I was very stubborn and, um you know, they, they got it. I mean, they respected it, if anything. And, um, shortly after we lost, uh, my dad, um, which was, you know, sudden and tragic 11. It was a year after I got the deal. So I just, I needed to go home. I think we all just needed to like regroup and recharge and do some soul searching. Cause I was not in the state of mind to like try and figure out who I was as an artist at 11 after, you know, having a tragedy. So we went home, we moved back, lost my deal, which was for the best. Um, So how'd you regroup when you were home? I mean, just spending time with family, honestly. Like it's, it's very easy to recharge and think in an environment that we were raised in because there's literally, it's a deer lease. It's, it's, there's nothing in that town, which is my favorite part. So you go there and you just, you know, that's how you soul search. I think we're removing yourself from like a, a rat race or a fast paced city for me anyway. And that's just like getting in tune with your <clears throat> self. Yep. For sure. And spending time with family. It was good for us at the time. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then I was like 13 and I started, I mean, I kind of like, stopped music for a second 
uh, went to school. What? And was like super normal. You didn't. Yeah. I know. What a, what a weirdo. <laughs> Being normal, creep, that's not a good idea. Um, and I, my mom and I would, you know, we're talking and I was unhappy because I wasn't seen because I wasn't being creative and realizing that that that's what I needed to do to, to heal and grieve. Um, I like started writing songs and felt like I had something to say cause I was 13. You did have something oh, to no, say. Oh no, for sure. <clears throat> you already lived a big life at 13. Yeah. Well, yeah, a little bit. So my sister still living in Nashville, we all thought it was a good idea for me to move with her. Um, and at that time your mom, she was just going to stay back in Texas. Yeah. With little brother. And, right. To uproot him again was, yeah. you know, just not a good idea. So I went back and forth. Me and my sister basically raised each other. She's the best mom in the world. And how old was she <clears throat> when you She was like 21. So y'all. And she had Rayleigh, yes. who was like two or so, one or two years old. So I played house, you know, I would go and write songs and do whatever during the day. And then go home and play house, and she would go to work, you know. How amazing Work is nights, that? yeah. No, she's li- literally, I'll always think that Lazy's hung the moon. You will? She's, yeah, for she's sure. She's just the best. She's just awesome, yeah. Why is she such an awesome mom? Because um, she's selfless. She is? Yeah. But she's still fun. She's really fun. She's got that spunk, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Definitely. But she's just so she's just selfless. caring and loving. She was... I mean, she's got a million purposes in life that I'm sure she'll tackle all, but um, one of them was how maternal she is. Like, she was, she always did that with us. You know, I was like her baby doll growing up. She was eight when I was born, so she literally played house with me. You know, it's full circle. Anyway. And then you were playing house with with Rayleigh. Yeah. How amazing is that? I know. I love that kid. And was was it kind of fun, though, when y'all were just two sisters three yeah. and you're 13 now so i mean oh yeah you could get into a lot of trouble if you wanted to absolutely <laughs> we got into some trouble together and then when it came to the time she'd be like all right sit your ass down this is then she would like play mom you know she's <laughs> she's amazing but um <clears throat> yeah so i wrote for a while and um Trey Bruce actually was the first one that got me into writing. He's a big hit songwriter and producer. Mm-hmm. He's written Whisper My Name to You Can't Lose Me by Faith Hill. Oh, gosh. I know. I love Faith. Faith. Yes, Faith. Faith is everything. <laughs> she is. Um, yeah, and introduced me to, like, the writing community, and I just, you know, befriended, like, <clears throat> basically everyone that was over at Chrysalis, where we all signed, like, oh, your King Billy. Deal. That was your mm-hmm. first publishing deal. It was. Yeah, yeah. King Billy and Chris Jansen and Lucy Silvis, uh, who are all Is some of my John best friends. Is that John Osborne or Brothers Osborne met Lucy? Yeah. Was through, because she got a I remember that deal? day. Now they're married, which is my favorite couple oh, ever. Lucy Silvis, if y'all don't know her, she's from England, and she's a songbird. Amazing. She's incredible. She's married to John Osborne from Bo- Brothers Osborne. Mm-hmm. Cree hangs with a cool group of people. She only hangs with like, <laughs> Somehow the cool Somehow they let me. Because you're freaking cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so y'all all, and like, yeah, and Chris Jansen and mm-hmm. King Billy, they were like the biggest band in town in Nashville for a yeah, while. Yeah, we were like, you know, f- I was the female artist, and Chris Jansen was the male, and then they had their band, King Billy. So I, I don't know. It just kind of felt like college for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Like I was taught a lot by, um, like, even John O. You know, I've I listened to great music growing up from Otis Redding to – Merle Haggard, but 
he taught me like who Patty Griffin was yeah. and Daryl Scott and um, you know all those guys. We I learned a lot from my friends at the time. Uh, I mean, I still do, but it was inspiring to like get in the writing world of things, not knowing that growing up, you know. Which is also cool because on American Idol, you sang one of Patty Griffin's songs. I did, and it was like I did bring the house down. It How was, was that? It was fun. It was. I mean, that whole experience was freaking nuts. What was it up on a mountain. Mm-hmm. Up to the mountain. Up to the mountain. Mm-hmm. And then full circle. Since I know this since I already interviewed you. Yes. So then <laughs> Emmylou Harris happens to watch American Idol. She loves it. And she loves yeah. you. Yeah. Well, it's freaking mutual. That woman's an angel. But the fact that Emmylou Harris watched American Idol, you sang I know. Pat, a Patty Griffin song, and then she, tell me what she invited you to do. Well, this is like unbelievable. It is full circle. It's I crazy. I can't actually handle it. Tell that little <laughs> story because people are going to die. She... And I've become pretty good friends. First um, off, you've become pretty good friends with Emily Harris. Like, you have her cell phone? I do. <gasps> I know. It's freaking weird. I named my dog Emily Lou after her. You did? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> God. She, I mean, she would actually love that because she, she's obsessed she with loves pets. dogs. Yeah. The first time I met her, I sang at her, or for her uh, pet, what's it called? She has that pet adoption, adoption. or rescue or whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. I sang... Uh, at that little uh, benefit concert or whatever that she asked me to do. And she was, you know, so lovely. And we've just befriended each other. I went over to her house like a month ago and played her my record just because I was like so antsy and anxious to know what she thought because I respect her so much. She freaking loved it, which is like, phew, okay, I don't have to go play in traffic now. (laughs) (laughs) And then... (laughs) I'm just kidding. That was the ultimate litmus test. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. It yeah. was. Yeah. Um, so she called me uh, so she a couple weeks you. ago. Yeah, yeah. She called me a couple weeks ago and asked if um, I would be their special guest for this round that her, Patty Griffin, and Buddy Miller are doing. That's just stupid. It's crazy full circle, but I'm, I've, I've obviously, you know, known Emmy for a minute and Buddy Miller, who I love as well, but I've never got to watch patty live much less hang out with her and so now you're in a round with her and a show with her i'm playing a song yep i don't i don't even know can you even believe your life i mean no. of course you can't i mean i you know yeah. you were meant to sing yeah no like, i'm very very thankful for the people that i'm around to materialize dreams though like okay you go on american idol you get second place like your yeah. voice is so good but like to actually now have it be like noticed on the level it should, and then have yeah. Emmylou Harris. Well, people that you respect, what to do with my hands? <laughs> ever um, for the people that respect, you know, my stuff as much as I respect them. I don't know. It's just a crazy thing. It's a. Cr- I, I'm very, very blessed. I think that's so freaking yeah. Cool. Okay, so you're in the writers. I had a segue because we can't forget that story because it's just too Oh, no, I love it. It's the best. So you're in the writing community now. You're hanging out with the brothers Osborne, Chris Jansen, Lucy Silvis, and you're friends with Casey Musgraves, and now, like, you're living with Maren Morris, who's, like, up and coming in country. Like, you're just in the scene. So a lot of record labels were really interested in you. Yes. And I remember I told you this. Like, you were, like, the darling of this town. You still are. So sweet. When you came to Nashville... When I came to Nashville, I think you'd been here a little bit before me. I'm like a decade older than you. Yes. And you and you look younger. I could than be me. your mother. God, no, you couldn't. <laughs> Actually, you should raise me though. You're much wiser. <laughs> I'm like no. ten years behind you, you on be, catching up. You'd be screwed. Let's be honest. 
But yeah, what was it like being in Nashville with like all the record labels? Because so many people wanted to sign you and then it's just, yeah. I felt like it not, nothing quite came together all the way. No, there was, you know, uh, I would do showcases and there would be things on the table and then it just wouldn't make sense or it didn't work out or, um, I mean, honestly, I, I didn't feel, uh, I realize that now, that I was completely ready for any of that. You weren't ready yet? Uh-uh. No. Why weren't you ready yet? I mean, I just wasn't exactly sure who I was as an artist. Yeah. I mean, I think that you, you know, constantly uh, can, what's the word I'm looking for? Evolve? Evolve as a thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm a dropout as well. Um, hey, <laughs> not everyone needs school. Oh God. So, yeah. I actually disagree with you. I think I definitely need to go back to school. I can't, I have to look up those words in the children's dictionary and then those words. And I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, I don't know. I just, I just didn't think I was ready emotionally or, um, as an artist and You're quite sure of your no, uh-uh. which You're is sure of your talent, but just totally. Not your yeah. What, I, what I exactly what I wanted to say and, um, my lane as far as, you know, being an artist. Anyway, so it worked out for the best. I never released anything. But um, I remember one time in particular, like, we were signing. Like, paperwork was on the table. We had a fucking cake. Like, we were celebrating like you get this cake, deal. It's it is official. Yeah. Um, and a week later, these two labels merged. It was... John Grady and Mark Brown at Sony. Sony. And they merged, and I was like, oh, shit, now what? If and they said, okay, so we're not going to do this deal no, anymore. No, because they weren't there. The people that were signing me were leaving. And that's a thing, too, that people <laughs> don't realize. You know, It's not like this record label. It's like this this, this machine. It is a machine, but it's yeah, people. You totally. have to have your team that gets you, yeah. that believes in you. Mm-hmm. It's your advocate. So when your and advocates they did. are gone. They were amazing. Yeah, right. You like just never know. But again, like I said, everything happens for a reason. I really do believe that. <clears throat> it was a blow, but then, <laughs> honestly, I mean, I don't know. I think that you just have to, we, we were talking about earlier, just, I think my parents just embedded that in my head, like having the, oh, life isn't fair. The victim this mentality. Sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly just kind of annoying. Like, I don't like being around it or putting it out. And it doesn't get you anywhere. No. Because no one feels really sorry for a victim because truly... Also, people- it could be so much fucking worse. <laughs> like, I could be starving in a fucking foreign country rather than going, oh, they don't want to sign me anymore. That's just silliness. But that's so. perspective, and I don't feel it like is. everyone has that. No, you're right. But, I mean, those people aren't in my life <laughs> that, that don't have that mentality because it's you know life isn't fair get over it <laughs> yeah it's true yeah and we're supposed to learn the lessons and I think yeah. that like, you don't learn all the lessons if you just have perfect all the time exactly How can you, learn anything? you have to have, know the bitter uh before the sweet Aww. or to right to taste the sweet is that how it goes I love that it <laughs> is true it is yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> And then, so after <clears throat> that happened, the the other blow, um, my we lost my mom. So at this point, too, right? Yeah. So at this point, I was nineteen, and it was just honestly like the worst case scenario for our family, you know. Um. So went back to Texas again. It was just deal. like so I Texas gotta, is your healing place. Oh yeah, 
like where you grew up? Texas will always have my heart. I love Nashville, but my whole family's there, you yeah. know? And I, I just like the culture. Like so did we you go live back in, to your place? I went back to where my family is. Yeah, we don't, you know, have the house that we grew up into. Well, and you did a really cool piece on American Idol. I did. Idol. So you saw that, that like, like the, we right. still have that property, but the house is, you know, caving in. It's kind of weird. Like, we want to fix it and, like, redo it, but I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to, like, go back and think that you have to, like, remove the literal, like, wall where your, you know, your family was last at them yeah. you know like because they're not here anymore and it's, i don't know it's just like kind of sad the memories are in the walls and stuff like you know literally wanna, yeah how was doing that piece for american idol like for people who didn't see it what was that like for you tell us what it was <sighs> it was emotional so top three you get to go do a, a home story um i have to say that one of the producers was his name was b rob and he went, he came and did mine, like the camera guys. We were, we're all very close at this point because you spend like a damn year of your life with them. Yeah. Um, so I just remember him like pulling me aside and, and saying, look, I know how like emotional and impact and impacting. Is that a word? Yeah. God damn. See, like you don't, you don't need school. You think you do, but you don't. You got it all. <laughs> I'm overthinking it. <laughs> um, which is what they teach you in, in school is to not overthink don't and overthink. second guess yourself. <laughs> you got um, it. So, yeah, it was just it was just really emotional. And I just remember him pulling me aside and saying, like, at any point, you need to stop or whatever. Like, it was so selfless of him to do that. Because, I mean, it's TV. It's, like, it's good TV. Mm-hmm. You can't make this shit up. So mm-hmm. it's, like, they would probably most of the time be like, yes, let's get her. She's bawling in the corner. Let's follow her, you know. It was just really, really thoughtful. I'll never forget that. But um, it was it was amazing. I mean, I felt so much love and support from you know, where I'm from, which was really cool to like, it was almost tangible, like the amount of support. Breathe it in. Yeah. It was really fun. And Lacey came with you. She did. My little rock. Yeah. It was really fun. We were very, very emotional though, like walking in the house and, um, you know, like you said, you can, you know, feel, um, the, the presence of, you know, people that we've lost. And then also like the same smells and, I don't know. It was kind of eerie, but it's kind of it was awesome. fun. It was really cool. It was a really cool moment. Yeah. Like, and I, to have it captured. I honestly have not seen it because I feel like I would bawl like a little brat, but um, it was, I was happy that I did it. I am when happy. When I, I saw did that, it. I, it, I thought you were very brave to do that, and I thought it was very um, healing. He, sharing, it seemed healing. It did seem yeah, healing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sharing your story and just being <clears> open. Well, I've always second. I'm sorry I'm interrupting. No, you. no. This is what, right? Well, I always, I always thought I, there's no way I'm going to do that because I don't want like the the pity party or like the sympathy it's not vote. A pity party. No, I realized that as I was doing it, like for people to not just to get to know me, <clears throat> but um, I don't know for people to have something to relate to and not feel alone and see like, oh, you have had a lot of loss and. It's been rough and whatever that you can come out on the other side and not have like the shit end of the stick mentality. Yeah. You know, truly. Yeah. Like, you stayed inspired. You stayed. Totally. I mean, I've, I've gone up and down for sure. It's a freaking roll, you know, roller coaster of emotion, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm blessed that I had 
good parents for as long as I did, even if it was a short time, Truly. you know, rather they than shitty parents you. my whole life. <laughs> you know, that's a really, it's quality, not quantity, you know? Yep. I agree. And your parents were so involved in your life. They were. Like yeah, so yeah. hands on. Oh yeah. And they were really just fucking cool. So you're so My cool. dad rode Harleys and <sighs> listened to, you know, bad company. Hell yeah. <laughs> I uh, love it love though. It. He was the sweetest thing ever. Um, but yeah, where 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 are we? Okay, so you're yeah. on American Idol. You do that awesome piece. Your top three. Yes. How are you feeling when you're standing there and now you are the final freaking two for American Idol on the biggest reality singing show in the entire world, and you are freaking standing on there as one of the two remaining? I just I I didn't see it as like. As that that situation for some reason, literally me and Candace, who was the winner of season twelve, she's amazing. Literally one of the funniest people I know. <coughs> I think Ryan Seacrest was a little freaked out of how calm we were, because I mean he literally said I've never known two finalists finalists to just be here because we are very much alike. She's just chill. Just too. very like we're very similar in that way, um, and. The truth is, we're standing there talking shit to each other like because what? we think it's funny that everybody's like, so what's going to happen? <laughs> yes, because I mean, at this point, we already feel like we've made it. We've done, we've came here to do what we were trying to, right. which is basically have a following, have a platform of, you know, immediate uh, following, I guess. Yeah, you know? people be aware of yeah, your music. Yeah, totally, which is exactly what happened. It was amazing. We get to go on tour together. So yeah, there was never like, oh God, what if I don't win? What were y'all saying to each other? Um, so this is, I swear to you, from like top 40, we would just always be like, hey, whenever you win, don't embarrass me. <laughs> like we would say that to each other all the time. So we're standing there um, and it's right before Ryan's like, dim the lights. I mean, it's like literally gives like, me anxiety oh just thinking about it. I hope you. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so we're just like talking shit to each other. I'm trying to remember what, what I said. Oh, I know. So after, when you win, you have to perform your single. Okay. Whether or not you're bawling or not. Like, right. you have to like go for it. Like, who's ready to sing right then? Right. Totally. <laughs> no one. Um, and even if you're not like... A very emotional person. The adrenaline rush, the energy, the support from everything. This crowd going nuts. I mean, it's just like, it will make anybody emotional. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And in the best of ways. So anyway, I just said, um, she said, whenever you win, don't embarrass me. And I was like. When you're standing there. Oh, yeah. Like right before, Ryan's like, what the fuck are y'all doing? And I'm like, okay, whenever you win, um, if you if you cry and mess the song up, I'm gonna push you off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> like we're just talking shit to each other the whole time. I'm gonna push you off the stage. <laughs> I swear, like Creed I love not. her so much. Oh my gosh. No, I know. I mean, she, God, I'm after this. We should just fucking Facetime her because you would love her so much. Oh. She's hilarious, and I probably verbatim she'll re- she'll be able to be able to remember. Why can't I talk right now? It's, a little, so little there. Say yeah. She will be uh, able to remember it probably verbatim because it was hilarious. So how great, though, that you guys weren't, like, devastated, like, because you got second place. That's winning. I mean, I, if I got, like, 40, 40th <laughs> place, I would have thought this is awesome, you know? Just to be, like, 
and validated <sighs> that you honestly to say that you are like one of the best voices in the country like that is, is well i just never thought of it that way but more than anything like to be involved in that process and like yes being in nashville has taught me so much does every day but I wouldn't have worth ethic without that show. I would have never, I would never know what to do with a damn camera in my face. I would not, you know, have made lifelong friends. Like it, for me, it wasn't necessarily about the popularity contest of winning. It was the, everything that I learned and people I've met through the whole damn process. Like it was crazy. I made lifelong friends that you met on idol. Um, I mean, there's just so many, like some of the producers, uh, Gosh, down to like hair and makeup. I mean, yeah. I, you just because it takes you get the so whole close. Team. The whole crew. team. It literally took the Idol Village. And you said you got to like have a wardrobe every day. Yeah, oh. I know it was a girl's dream for that yeah, part. To have stylists and and I hate shopping. I hate shopping for myself. I hate shopping for clothes. I love antiquing, or like going and buying gifts or whatever. But I do not like. Going to a damn dressing room with hospital lighting oh, and trying on clothes. I get hot. I don't like it. It's stressful. <laughs> it's stressful. So to have someone who already has all your measurements and sizes and oh, like your so style fun. and they just bring you clothes that fit. You You're like, nope, try. yes, nope. So and there's fun. like a 98% chance they're going to fit great. That's so wonderful. Yeah. It was really fun. And the chefs. <laughs> that chefs, girl, I got some shoes to show you. Oh, do you get to what take them home with you? Are? Oh, yeah. Do you get to take home your outfits? Yeah. You still own them? Mm-hmm. Stop. I wear a size seven. What do you wear? Shit. I figured you did. What do you wear? You would wear a seven. <laughs> I feel like all of my friends have the tiniest fucking feet. Maybe that's normal. And I just have huge skis. <laughs> what, size, what size skis do you wear? <laughs> Nine. <laughs> that's great. You're not going to fall over. Foot. Right. But I'm short. So you think that my feet would be smaller and they're not. My sister has like size 10. Really? Mm-hmm. Is she my height? How tall are you? Five, four. Five, five. No, she's five seven. See, right. that makes sense. I don't yeah. know. Anyways, oh, I will. I would share my skis with you, but <laughs> they wouldn't fit. Yeah. Okay, so, what were the judges like? They're awesome. I mean, Nicki Minaj. Yes, Mariah Carey, Keith Urban, Rainy Jackson. And you were wifeies with Nicki. I was. Tell us about that. There was there was this um, particular time where I think it was top forty. I'm pretty sure. And she, I don't know, she was just really sweet and was always about me. And she made this comment of like, well, you know, you're my wife. <laughs> like, that was her thing. And, and she talks and like I that. Just, I love yes. her voice. Can you imitate her voice? Yes. Will you do it? Yeah, I will. She, she, she would just be like, Kreenum, I am obsessed with you. You're, you know you're my wife. <laughs> and I would just be like, yes, I know this. Um, and then she's like, I think she said, how is it possible that your you sexiness, oh, I can't, you have to, I can't, I don't, I don't that's all I got. I don't, I, shit. I can't, okay. but she did say, um, how, how possible, how is it possible that your sexy sexiness level went up again tonight? And I said, I'm just trying to do my wife proud <laughs> and everybody <laughs> lost it. And then from then on, we were like the couple, I wore a fake engagement ring just to be an ass. Cause oh. I thought it was funny. Um, that's the best. Yeah. She's awesome. She's the sweetest thing and very, very smart. Yes. Yeah. Very she's smart. Very clear about her vision. huh? She is. I mean, I, some people would call it a gimmick, and I just think that it's a fucking marketing 
She's a marketing genius. And she's authentically owns it. She does. It, yeah. Like, it's, like, not fake for her. Like, she, like, is that. All the time. Yep. And then Keith Urban. The sweetest. And then you played the Opry with him. I did. And you said, oh, I have a quote from you that. What? What did you say? Where's all my notes? Um, You said something about how, like, playing the Opry was your greatest dream and like it was to accomplish that you always wanted to do that yeah i mean there's a uh whenever i was on rosie the first time they she asked me like what are my dreams and goals or whatever and i told her you know a few things and then grand Ole opry would, would just be an honor to play so i've been wanting to do that for my you know since i was probably three and then you <coughs> did it with keith urban yes yeah, he told me after the finale of my season of Idol, that I was asked to play, and we both cried. <laughs> he told you that you're asked to play after Idol. Did he tell you that on TV? No, it was after. But it was how? back. Like we were literally walking the press, and he's like, "Hey, I gotta tell you something. Let's stop really quick." And like we literally both cried. He cried too. Yeah, I was just. Uh, I mean, he's the sweetest thing you know. He's the sweetest thing ever. But I don't he, know Keith Urban. I've always loved. I thought Keith you've Urban. met. I thought you've met him in my dreams many times. Man, he's just. He, he's genuine. Like he's one of the few. He really is. And he like he looks at you when you're talking. There's no like, where else do I need to be? Even in the middle of chaos. And he. Um, Why do you think he's like that? That's amazing. I don't know. I really. I mean, maybe his brazen like or something. Souls. Yeah. With those pretty eyes. So he started crying with you. Yeah. He did. Now it was very emotional. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, what am I going to do now? Like, this is one of my biggest... <laughs> I mean, genuinely, though, I, <clears throat> that was the, the the big leagues for me, seeking on the Opry stage. How does that feel to, like, accomplish things on your bucket list? Just like you think it would. Do you have to get new good. dreams? Oh, yeah. So I think that's good for you, right? It is good for you. Yeah. So after Idol, mm -hmm. you made an album. I did. I took a little bit of time off just because I needed to, like, recharge after the craziness of, you know, you think about it, it was a year and a half of my life. So I wanted to come back to Nashville, write, figure out my team, make sure I was okay, you know, in a good place. Because, uh, I mean, after that, it was like a crash. It was like, what do I do now? You know, it was I, crazy. I can relate to you just from Amazing Race. Totally. Exactly. It is so intense. You have crew following you around. You have cameras everywhere. You're so intense every day. And mm -hmm. then it literally is over. Yeah. You, it's, like, it's a, it's, 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 it's a, it's not like a, a low moment, but you crash it just from, huge, well, totally. operating at like a million. You're on. When you're on for that long period of time. You're never off though. Nope. And so how long was American Idol? A year and a half. I mean, auditions, that process goes, you know, months. And then once, you know, you start filming, that's, I don't know, three weeks. And then the show is live for another three weeks. And then you go on tour. So you're just at this high adrenal, adrenaline level. Constantly. Just like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Like, once you, once you get off whatever show, whatever schedule that's crazy, yeah, I crashed. So basically I had to just, like regroup come back and regroup again um which was like good a for me for being a creative i definitely do i think it is too yeah i mean for me i speak for myself but i have to 
Well, it happens. Like you said, nothing lasts forever. Like these highs don't last forever. These lows don't no. last forever. And you're constantly just having to navigate mm-hmm. the highs and the lows. No, and I think it's good for you, like, to just be on all that t- that whole time. I don't know. You gotta. I feel like you got to separate yourself. Or I do. Again, just me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay, so you crashed. And I did. And what happened when you crashed? I just, like, needed to figure out how I was going to make a live studio record and with who. Who would want to do that? Everyone. Um. Well, I mean, as a new artist, it's kind of scary. Your voice is, like, one in a million. That's what you maybe don't know. No, I know. I mean, I... It's, you know, what I By what now I do. you have to know. I do know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's what I do. But um, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to half-ass it. So I didn't want to, like, come off the show, rush a good record, and then have to go play it just for the momentum. Like, I just needed to remove myself. Um, so I did. I wrote for um, – started writing for this company called Plaid Flag. Um, and we sat down and had a conversation about – getting an investor for a live studio record did it i started writing a year before uh we make the writer we made the record and so you did a live studio album yeah awesome well i mean i've always wanted to like more than just me wanting to emote more you know and i feel so like I live i do that you what? explain most albums are studio albums yeah so what's the difference between a live album and a studio recorded album obviously you're in a studio but yeah 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 break down the difference well my influences would go to a studio be in one big room and literally track everything to tape so that's what I did I picked a studio in Asheville North Carolina awesome it was beautiful that place is enchanting I didn't even see any of of it except for the studio, but it was enough for me. Um, it was this old church, oh. Jordan Lenning. I know it was, I'll show you pictures, but okay. Jordan Lenning is just a brilliant man. And he told me about the studio. Um, I don't know. It was just like eerie, like walking in with all of my amazing friends who played on the record, mm-hmm. um, like eight dudes. And, it was like some somewhere somebody did something wrong because this is all too fucking perfect. <laughs> no, that's that's how you know you're on the right path. No, totally. But it was just like, oh god, this is happening. Um, so, so yeah, that I was like, so this is your first album. Yeah, yeah, it is. Could but you- that's the reason why I want to do it live because all the, you know, little imperfections and like, you know, Otis Redding's, you know breaths in the middle of whatever of, of tracking it like that that makes me so happy you don't want it to be perfect no well i did i wanted it to be real but i wanted it to be um i didn't want it to be too like clean if that makes any yes, sense yes, yes, yes. um because a lot of albums like each instrument will go in and track each part yes. and then you can cut and paste and like auto-tune and obviously everybody does some of that but and like, i respect that i just didn't want to do it that way yeah. because um i didn't think that it would come across as real as I wanted it to, okay. you know? Um, but yeah, it was really fun. And, um, we had our friend Jason come and like, just capture everything. Like, I, it? yeah. And it was just like, I don't know, seeing this footage, there's a lyric video for this old thing that he did. Uh, seeing it all together was just like, it seemed like a dream. It really did. That's kind of cheesy, but no, what is a dream? You dreamed it up. I did. That's why it feels like a dream. Well, we all did. I mean, it was definitely a team of amazing people that now I have. So that's uh, that's why it took so long to make a record. So you found your team. Yeah. 
Isn't it crazy, though, that you literally can dream things up in your head? Yeah. And they can become real? Mm-hmm. I'm a huge believer in that, clearly. Do you vision boards? Or do no. you vision, visualize? No. I do, like, <laughs> I don't know how you would say this. I don't know. I think of dumb things. Mostly at a bar stool, on a bar stool with my friends, drinking whiskey. And I'm like, oh, man, what if? <laughs> so you're always dreaming. Oh, Yeah. For, right? I mean, I feel like Always. all all creative people are that way. I agree. I don't know. But yeah, I'm really proud of this record. And it's called this, is the whole album called This Old Thing? Yeah. Which that is the coolest title. First really? Off. Yes. Well, when, when you, I heard that you put out a song and a, your the album is to come and you haven't released the album yet, right? No, that'll be uh, this year. <laughs> okay, great. I don't know when really. I think it'll be like the end of uh, summer. Perfect. Or something. When you released this whole thing, though, I just thought to myself, like, that is, like, the perfect song for you because just knowing you and how cool you are and how, like, humble you are Aww, and how, babe. like, you're so talented, but you don't, like, take yourself so seriously. Like, you know, like, you're just, like, so chill and mm. so cool and so relatable and yet Thank so you. unrelatable because your talent is out of this world, but yet you don't make anyone feel like you're on floating in the galaxies because you're so good like you make people feel you're you don't you're just relatable but yet you're so talented and then that title I was like of course it feels like just home I love that you're saying that mostly because I don't know I had this like crazy uh thought when I was there you know we were recording this and I, I have this old book um, it's just like, I don't know why it's my favorite thing, but I was bringing it to show one of the guys. Cause I, I just thought it was cool. It looked like old and it looks like, uh, I think this book was published in like the 1800s or something. Okay. Like it's just an old poetry book. I was just being a nerd, like showing it off and I'm looking at it as we're recording. Um, and we're recording this old thing and I was like, holy shit, this is the, the cover of the record, this book, and this font, and it's going to be called This Old Thing, because this is like this old sound I've been trying to find and figure out and make for how many years, you know? Since like, you were like 10, 8. Yeah, 16 years. Dang. Yeah. I don't know. It was just kind of a... That's a commitment to your craft. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. You no, have committed to I your craft. committed. Yeah. I'm so committed that I'm going to be admitted <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> I don't know what that means, actually. That uh, is the best <laughs> ever. It's so dumb. No, it's so oh, good because there's a shred of truth in it. I think all of us here are <laughs> totally. absolutely insane. We are absolutely, but insane together, which <laughs> makes it fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> so committed, I'm going to be admitted. You, when you have merch, you should Oh, do God. That. No, but that's that, the best part, too. Like, I didn't realize how much we could use this old thing to our advantage, like, making merch right now. And, like, there's T-shirts to say that this old thing. Like, yeah. this old, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm really proud of that song and then also having it to be the, you know, name of the record, title track. I'm so excited for you, Kate. Thanks, babe. <sighs> Thank you. You're the best. Okay, so I'm going to wrap up. And this okay. interview did record. Yay. Glory, hallelujah. If it didn't, I could totally no. just do it again no. tomorrow. Not third time's <laughs> a charm. Two time is the charm. <laughs> You're an angel for redoing it. 
You're an angel. I um, really don't mind. But yeah. actually, everyone's going to be jealous because after we wrap this interview, I get to hear your whole album of this yes. old thing. Yes. So, I'm so excited for you to hear it. I cannot wait Kay. to hear it. But leave your light. Give me some inspiration. How do you okay. want to inspire people or how have you been inspired? What's just an inspira- inspira- inspiring message you want to share? Um, oh, yeah. This is my key quote. Um, Smokey Robinson was one of the mentors on Idol. Oh, my God. And he was just very, very sweet. I was trying to take it all in because I was fangirling the fuck out of him. I was 100% (laughs) starstruck, and I've never been that way, ever. Um, What was it about him? He's just, I don't know. He's got just such a star quality you walk into the room he he walks into the room and just takes it all up like in the best of ways he's the sweetest I mean he's been one of my influences my whole life so that has a huge part to do with it but um he's just a cool human being but he uh he said you're amazing but just remember no matter how high your head gets in the clouds always keep your feet on the ground and I was like that's just something that everybody should live by in general so that is my inspirational quote for the day. I love it, Creed. And yeah. I think you live it very well. I do. Cheers. We both do. Hey. Yes. Nice. Is that a thing now? Yeah. That is freaking beautiful also. Thanks, Marie. God. Yeah. My cousin, Cannon Lewis, designed it. She does Cannon Lewis jewelry, if anyone wants to know. Thanks. I do. Cannon Lewis. Yeah. Girl. Endorsement. Okay. Oh, we should get you some jewelry. Uh, I would love... I would love that. Okay. Yeah. I'll talk to her. Yeah, because you got okay. good stuff. And I love your bolo that you have on. Thanks. Kitty Nashville, everybody. Yes. It's favorite store. I did an interview with Sarah about her store, Kitty. I, I genuinely, A, I love all of the girls because they're really sweet, but um, it's just good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. And it's comfy. I know. I feel cute and cash mm-hmm. all the same time. Ditto. <laughs> Okay, Cree Harrison, you, you're, the best. you're the best. You're the I best. I love you, bye. Love you. Okay, this whole thing, everyone get it. Yes, iTunes. iTunes. Okay, bye. Caroline, she's the queen of talking. Hey, what's on your mind? She's on the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch. On the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. I hope you guys loved hearing from Cree. She is just the best. She's the best in every way. Love that girl. Go get her song, This Old Thing, and be on the lookout for her album coming soon. It is so good. You are not going to want to miss it. Her music is amazing. So excited for her future because it's bright as the sun. Next week, Corey Crowder is joining me. He is a hit songwriter. He wrote several hits for Chris Young, I'm Coming Over, and he just had think of you with Cassidy Pope and Chris Young that duet they both went number one he's on a streak he is also an incredible producer he produces Chris Young Cassidy Pope he also is married to smoking hot wife and they are having a baby on the way he already has a little boy and he just talks all about how he got started his MTV days how he got picked up and all the songs got put on like real world and all the MTV shows and he tells us all that journey He's hilarious and awesome and so talented. So tune in next week for Corey Crowder. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes under Hyper Caroline Hobby. Subscribe and like it and leave me some comments. Give me some love, girls and boys. Okay, see y'all next week. Bye.